Hello and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey friends. Hello and welcome to episode 18. Today we are talking about core values, which I think will be kind of a fun one to talk about, hopefully. Uh, first, Clay, what are we drinking? Today we have beer. Beer. We're on a beer kick lately. It's, it's very much the vibe. Actually, we've been drinking uh, mostly non-alcoholic beer at home lately. That's true, actually. We've been kind of limiting ourselves to like going out once a week and then maybe getting like one growler or like one six pack a week Mm -hmm. uh, because we're old and we're feeling unhealthy. I don't know if I'd say feeling unhealthy. Well, speak for yourself then. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling unhealthy. I was like, this is messing with my sleep and I am tired. Yeah. No, and it's (laughs) it's better in so many ways. But Yeah. And um, there's good in a beer. Oh, there is. Like, if you like beer just for, like, because beer tastes good, like we do, there is some seriously good in a beer. The things have come a long way in the last, like, four or five years. I know. Where was this stuff when I was pregnant? <laughs> but, like, yeah, uh, not, not that they're a sponsor or anything, but uh, athletic beer. Oh, my God, athletic beer. Yeah, and it kind of proved that NA, NA beer can be good beer uh, and a lot of other um, brands have been doing well as well. Um, yeah. Actually, recently tried for the first time Guinness Zero. It's so good. Which it's is got actually that, like, like good nitro feel. You know, you're missing just a little bit from the Guinness, which I guess must be the booze. Yeah, but it's really like, good. It still tastes like a Guinness. It does. It does. It's like got that bready, malty flavor, mm-hmm. and it's got that nitro mouth feel. Oh yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I what I think Athletic does really well is they get like a little bit more of like that bitterness. It has like a little bit more of a well-rounded flavor mm-hmm. to it than I think a lot of non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, it's a little fuller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you drink like a an athletic IPA or something like that, it tastes like an IPA. Like yeah. it's missing a little bit of that like booze, obviously, but it's right. like it's really satisfying. It's like a great afternoon drink for sure. But yeah, this is not. Alcohol removed, but no. it is not high alcohol. No, um, it's not. It's good. It's actually a pink beer. <laughs> it's quite pink. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I've been enjoying my pink beers this summer. We went to 49th State and did a flight last night of all the things we hadn't had yet. Yeah, which was <laughs> only four. <laughs> Between the two of us over several visits. <laughs> yeah, I think it was my fourth visit there and your third. Whoops. Because. Uh, the first night when we stayed there, we had talked about that last week. Yeah, we went for lunch and then we went back for a drink with Jason and Abby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went back for a, while the laundry was in a, in the dryer drink because yeah. the laundromat's right by it. It's true. And uh, yeah, then we went back one last time uh, while we were staying at Riley Creek. we actually tried everything, but like all the things we thought we would like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Pretty close. Yeah. They have this smoke lager, but it tastes like a campfire. Yeah, it's I don't know weird. why you would want to. Drink I actually kind of love it. I did not. It doesn't surprise me that I did and you didn't. No. So okay. So I love a smoked like dark beer. Yeah the the lager didn't hold up to it as well as a porter does. It just tasted like smoke. Yeah, you don't get there that, was like, nothing back else. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I wanted to just drink liquid smoke, like, I mean, I, gross. I actually don't hate it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but you like really peaty scotch. Yeah, it goes with it, right? Ugh. I mean, I wouldn't want like a giant 
like one pint would be like almost too much. Yeah. It was a lot. It was just a little sampler. Um, but yeah, but this, this, this. This is great. This is, so this is their other lager, right? The eight star kind mm-hmm. of lager? Yeah, that's yeah. their, isn't that their only lager? Well, that smoke was. Oh yeah, sure. That's true. Okay. But this is their eight star lager, but this is the one that is the cranberry hibiscus eight star. Yeah. Which is like a, like a special release. Yeah. Seasonal. Um, And it's like, I don't know. I mean. It's weird. It tastes like a dry wine almost. Yeah, exactly. It's very dry. Yeah. I I was ready to be. We had like a raspberry blonde too. That was really good. That was pretty um, sweet. It was sweeter than this, but still like mm-hmm. not over the top sweet, I thought. Yeah. And then we had a pina colada. This was in the sampler. We weren't mm-hmm. drinking like full ones. Of yeah. Anything. The pina colada sour. The pina colada sour um, was a contender for the growler as well. That was amazing, but it was so strong. It was way strong and it did not taste like alcohol at all. Yeah. It didn't even taste like beer. Mm, it was really good. It just tasted like a pina colada. It tasted like pineapple juice. Yeah. That's pretty much and it. And coconut. Yeah. It was good. Anyway, 49th State is great. We, um, if you find yourselves in Alaska, loved the food this time. We tried the entrees. Super good. Stop on by. Yeah. You should, definitely. So that, you know, we're still in Denali. Yeah, we're deeper in. Deeper in the park, yeah. We do, we drove to Teklanika Campground today, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but we were at Riley Creek before, which is like kind of on the edge um, by town, kind of there, you know, right on the edge of the, camp, of the park. You can only drive... 15 miles of the camp road typically and it turns to gravel after that and only the buses can go after that and it goes usually like another 60 or so miles yeah it's a really big park um but right now there's been a landslide and you can only get to mile 43 so yeah so all of the stuff like wonder lake that's all blocked off and what's that other there's like an uh, the Isleson visitor center mm-hmm. all that at the other end of the park and uh Talkeetna. no no sorry Kentishna. um Kentishna. That's, that's all yeah, inaccessible right now place. yeah yeah none of that you can get to right now right so we um we're in Teklanika campground which you can drive to with your own vehicle on the gravel it's at like mile 20 no 31 yeah right? Something like that, yep. Around mile 30. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because you get to, like I said, drive your own vehicle in. And you um, you have to stay for at least three nights if you drive in. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to drive your car except to leave. Yep. <laughs> except when you're, like, leaving, leaving. So it's very quiet. Um, it's, like, it's really cool. You're further in the park. And we can take the bus from here still so we can grab the bus and go further in the park or a little bit further out if we want to to go hike there are no hiking trails on in this part of the park it's all wilderness so there's no established trails it's just go you're encouraged to hike off trail yeah which is unique yeah i've never been to a national park before where they were like yeah no there's no there's no trails in this part but just go go for it yeah so this past week we were really busy actually doing some stuff in the park we did the Horseshoe Lake Trail, which is a common one kind of by the visitor center. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. It was really pretty. Um, easy, very pretty. Easy hike, except for um, coming back up the hill yeah, at the end. Yeah, like a few steps. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone can do it. I shouldn't say it's, you know, yeah. except for you. Well, it's, really. not, it's not accessible, like handicap accessible, but it right. is, it can, you know, a pretty easy hike and mm-hmm. uh, just a few, you know, two and a half miles or so. And we saw a 
a mama moose and a baby moose there in the lake. It was really pretty. From uh, a safe distance. From a very safe distance. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, we did the the we didn't we kept did not keep a safe distance from the huskies. We <laughs> we went to the sled dog kennels. And I think it wouldn't have been safe to not pet them. I know. <laughs> They're so great. You get to pet the sled dogs and there's they're so kind and cute and they're amazing. Oh my goodness. We've sealed the deal on our next dog will be a husky. Uh <laughs> we're maybe gonna get on the waiting list to adopt one from the park when, when they we, retire. When was it that we went to the kennel? I think that was on Tuesday. We didn't go on Monday for some reason, so we went Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just Thinking, was it last Sunday or did we talk no, about it on the last No, we had podcast? said we were going to. Okay. Uh, it yes. did not disappoint. Highly recommend. Great experience. Free with your park admission. Mm-hmm. It's great. So we did that and then we went and hiked the Savage Alpine Trail, which is a pretty popular trail that goes from the Savage River up to the Mountain Vista viewpoint. And it's a point-to-point trail because of the bus system. You don't have to go back, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Because that would have been rough. Because it was like up and down, and then you would have had to go back up and back down. <laughs> yes. It was very steep. Um, the route we went uh, was the steeper one, and it was, ooh. By the time like we- Like 1,500 feet, like in a mile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That first mile is killer. By the time we got to the top, we were all ready to like sit down, and uh, it, there's a good place to sit down. Yeah, we did for a minute. Oh my gosh, the- view from there like as soon as you get to the top beautiful and it wasn't even clear when we went and it was still amazing well it was clear pretty far yeah i wouldn't want to go like on a completely fogged over day no and do that trail no and i've heard it can get really windy on that ridge and it got like pretty windy for us but it wasn't terrible no huh so many arctic ground squirrels oh my gosh that hike was so fun because um once we got past the initial this this happens with so many hikes right the Especially when you're going up at first. Everyone's fighting for the first mile. Oh my gosh. The first mile is torture. Uh, it's everyone complaining and me going, come on guys, it's not that bad. <laughs> and everyone getting mad at me for doing I that. I did not complain. Oh, sorry. Not you. You did not complain. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough. It was, we were sore. Like we were kind of oh, tired yeah. the next no, day. No, it was a, I mean like. It I, wiped us out. You know. It's only four and a half miles. So we didn't think much of it. Like we're like. Oh, it's not too long. Mm-mm. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, we're not like super hardcore hikers, but like a, you know, a five, six mile hike is like no big deal usually. Mm-hmm. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, it's some really tight switchbacks yeah. on, on like kind of loose rock, actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> so you pretty have to like. Work pretty hard to maintain your footing and, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, the kids did great. Oh, um, they did. Yeah, it was it was great after we got to that ridge. And then we love a ridge hike. When <laughs> the first getting up to the ridge is always a challenge. And then once we do, we're like, oh, this is great. We love yeah. this. So once we kind of hit our stride there, we started yeah. running into all of the Arctic ground squirrels. And they are friendly. They are not shy. No, it's so funny. Oh, and a fun fun fact about Teklanika is that this is the only place in the park where the ground squirrels and the red squirrels, the tree squirrels, live together in the same place. In harmony. Right here in the so campground? So cute. Well, in, in Teklanika area anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And I've seen the ground squirrels here. I haven't seen the red squirrels yet. Yeah, those guys are loud. The red squirrels? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're very loud. They're... The ground squirrels just go, Keep. Yeah. <laughs> we saw, oh, we saw a marmot on the hike too. We didn't know what it was at first. No, we, and we were calling the ground squirrels 
Picas, because we thought they were, not. but they're not. But I was like, I said like, their ears look different, but mm-hmm. that's why they're the Arctic ground squirrels because we knew they weren't the squirrels we'd seen before. And then we ran into this other thing. <laughs> Grace, I so I was like, oh, look, there's one right there on the rock, and she's like, that's not a ground squirrel or a pika or whatever. And I was like, she's like, that's too big. And I was like, what? And then I looked, I followed her gaze over, and it was there's this big fluffy thing that almost looked like a beaver or something. Yeah, in the middle of the path. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? Is that a dog? It, I thought someone's dog was off leash. And <laughs> you can't have dogs out there, but you know people do anyway. And I was like. Uh, we didn't run into any dogs. No, we did not. It would not have been a safe place to have. Apparently, they see bears out there all the time. We didn't see any evidence of bears at all. It was funny. Yeah. But. um, I bet they were watching us, though. Probably. We were. I feel like I've probably walked past like seven bears at this point. Just none of them have shown themselves. I don't know. Bears aren't real. Bears aren't real. Not in Alaska. <laughs> but yeah, it was sitting on the rock. Yeah. And it wasn't a dog. It was not a dog, and no. we thought maybe it was a badger. Like some kind of badger. They have wolverines here. Wolverine. But it wasn't. No, no. It was a marmot. Not quite those. Yeah. It was a big fluffy marmot. It looked like a corgi almost. It and was just like this little thing. No, it was like flat. Um, like it's yeah, the low to the legs ground. are so spread yeah. out. It's funny. They're funky. And, and it like did like, not care about us at all. Tail. And I like kind of yelled at it to get it off the path. And it was like looked at me for like a solid minute before it finally like meandered off. I think you asked it nicely. I said, sir, <laughs> sir, could you please move? <laughs> Very politely. He was cute. I didn't want to anchor him. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, didn't know what it was. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't know what it was. I was like, you need to get off the trail. I want to be that close to you. Um, so that was a cool wildlife sighting. Uh, the best wildlife sighting we've had, though. So we did a bus ride on Saturday, the East Work bus, to go into the park mm-hmm. and kind of get the lay of the land for that. And that's the bus and that'll go all the way from the bus depot to where the road's closed. Yes. And that takes a couple hours, and you go in, and like it's not a tour, but they tell you things about the park, and they... There are tours you can do as well. Mm-hmm. And they stop and they, um, you get like rest area breaks and everything, but they will stop for wildlife and all that kind of stuff. And there were a bunch of doll sheep, but we didn't really see them very well because they were way, way up on a ridge. Yeah. If we take another one of those buses, we're going we to the bring the binoculars. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, bring your like long lenses and your binoculars. Yeah, for sure. I like the way people talked about this bus ride. I was like, oh, there's going to be like bears in the road. There's going to be like stuff in the road. And I was like, there's nothing. There's literally nothing. We saw nothing. <laughs> Except for the doll sheep that were way off and one caribou that was like way off, but we could kind of see it. And a ptarmigan. Yeah. And like a few other things. It, it was nice. It was really nice. Our bus driver was great. Highly recommend it. We went early in the morning thinking we'd have a better chance at wildlife sighting. And I think we normally would, but it was like gray and misty and I don't know if it was too cold or what. Mm-hmm. When we drove in today though to go back on the gravel road to get to the campground. Uh, like as soon as we got past Savage River there, there's like this big jam of buses and they're like going around each other and like turning and we're like, what is going on? Is one yeah. of these buses broken down? Buses what is behaving happening? badly. What are they doing? And I'm like stuck behind them and I can't see anything. And then finally Clay caught a glimpse and there was a big caribou right in the middle of the road. With a full rack. Huge, huge. We have pictures. I'll put them in our um, Instagram or our Facebook group. But yeah. So beautiful. Uh, just like right up close, kind of like as we finally went 
up to go around where it was we it finally like kind of crossed in front of us and went up in the it was it was really cool super cool was <laughs> really amazing. really cool to see it yeah that and like very close to like very close like we couldn't have gotten out of the car oh yeah no that wouldn't have been good yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was in the road until like we got like right by pretty it. close and yeah. then it like went up the hill a little bit yeah it was great um so that was really cool so we've had a lot of wildlife settings just no bears mm-hmm. oh we've we've gotten familiar with the gray jays they have here too the camp robber birds yeah those they're are really cool looking kind of like fluffy little things yeah and they don't migrate so they're here all winter they're really mm-hmm. interesting yeah i think most jays don't migrate right yeah a lot of the birds here don't actually it's, it, there's some that well at least some that don't yeah kind of interesting a lot yeah. do Oh, cool. Lots of cool birds. I'm reading a book that has a lot to do with Alaska. <laughs> save it for book club. I'll save it for book club, but I'm reading, uh, I'm on an Alaska book kick. I'm reading The Sun is a Compass, and I really like it so far. I'm about a third of the cool. way through, and it's like a memoir travel book. Uh, and then I'm also, I uh, just downloaded Into the Wild because we keep talking about it, and I feel like I need to read it. So, oh, sure. Yeah. Because um, I am a read the book before I watch the movie person. Totally. No, me too. And we we did see, speaking of birds, though, we did see a family of ptarmigans, too. Yeah. Uh, that was... Last week. Yeah. On, yeah. Oh, but it was before we recorded, yeah. We saw a family of ptarmigans, like, up pretty close, like, by the Savage River there. It was really cool. It was awesome. Yeah. That was on Monday. I don't remember. It feels like we did more things than there were days in the week. I can't <laughs> figure out what we did. We were busy. Yeah, we're like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. It's really cool. It's a cool park, and it's just so you could, you could live in this park for like years and not explore everything, like or not even scratch the surface. Really, like, there's just too much. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yeah, because the only thing we talked about on last week's cast was going to the visitor center and like the ranger talks and stuff. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else since has been since then. Yeah. (laughs) It's been busy. It's been good though really fun it's beautiful we've only the rangers here are so great too caught glimpses of the mountain yeah we haven't been able to see denali yet it's been pretty gray but we're giving ourselves all the chances we can we've (laughs) we're not leaving here till wednesday like afternoon and then we're gonna stay at denali viewpoint south i think Mm -hmm. which is like um a pull-off kind of but part of a state park um it's supposed to be a really good view so hopefully it'll clear sometime while we're there we can see it we'll let you know next week it's just like it's fun to have that goal though like i don't like i just want to i want to see it i really want to see a bear but i don't want to see a bear while we're like hiking like right in front of me yeah (laughs) i would love to see it like kind of a ways off on the distance you can see really far here Mm -hmm. that's part of why the buses are so good and why um because so much the tree line is like at like what thirty five hundred feet, and so you're above tree line pretty easy, mm-hmm. and the trees aren't very tall, and so like driving through, you're like close to the tree line, and you kind of see like up on these ridges above the tree line, yep, um, which helps a lot. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Definitely recommend. Yeah, it's a good visit. Really like it. I'm. I thought we might be spending too much time here, spending like a week and a half to two weeks and i'm like no this is good yeah for sure worth spending that much time in up in yeah. alaska but i mean we're hey if we don't see any bears here we're headed on to adventures <laughs> yes we have some adventures for sure to see some bears and other stuff too yeah so. and some fishing that was one of joe's things she wanted to do so we're gonna fish 
Oh, I'm so excited for the rest of the summer. It's going to be great. We've got so many good plans. It's, uh, you know, I feel like we're getting into the thick of like doing some Alaska stuff. Feels good. It's quite an adventure. It is an adventure. You know, I think a sense of adventure is kind of an important thing to have. Uh, it definitely is for our family. <laughs> <laughs> you could even call it a core value. I think I'll read the letter. Okay. Great. Dear friend, what are your core values? I mean, what are the things you pursue that you live your life by? That you have to have in common with a very close friend or a partner? I was presented with this question when studying for my MBA. It was either for a leadership or ethics course, but we were supposed to turn in our three core values. Mine were as follows. Faith, because I had to say something about being a Christian because that's what you do trust slash honesty, and a sense of adventure. Several classmates debated at length about whether sense of adventure could be a guiding value. I thought that it was preposterous for anyone to debate over whether someone else's core values could exist. But it was my sense of adventure shared with Clay that had landed me in the full-time MBA program to begin with. The desire was always bubbling up in me to see where a trail goes. To go on a kayak outing with friends I hadn't met yet, having never paddled a kayak before. Success was often irrelevant or only the icing on the cake. It was the trying. The going and seeing for myself was where the fun lay. It was sense of adventure that led us to normal, then to the road. Heck, it was sense of adventure that led us to becoming parents. We thought, well, the time will never be just right, so why not now? We weren't wrong. There never would have been perfect timing, and we never regretted our choice. When we have made choices that went against this core value, when we have played it safe, those are the times that we have been the least happy. Living your life by someone else's rules is like trying to follow instructions written in a language you don't speak. You can play at it and you can try and mimic the pictures, but it's never quite right because you don't understand it. You always leave a screw out somewhere. This is why I know it wasn't ill will that led my classmates to question my core value. It just wasn't hardwired into them like it was into me, especially not in a room full of full-time MBA students. If they tried to follow my instructions, it would come out like garbage for them. That's why this letter, this journey, isn't about full-time RV life or travel, really. It's about finding instructions written in a language you understand and then living according to them. It's uncovering the voice that nudges you and letting it nudge you further and further in a direction that might seem weird to the casual observer. This can mean a lot of things. For some, maybe it's guided by religion, and I do think religion and spiritual practices can be illuminating for finding a path that is true to you. But I don't believe in anything or anyone that claims to have it all figured out, that knows the right way to do things for everyone. I don't believe in a religion that says that we have a creator, and at the same time that creator made some of us wrong at our course. I think our values and what drive us and the differences are part of the beauty of our existence. Imagine a world where all artists made the same art. These journeys, these roads, they are about what is true at your core. What makes you and your loved ones tick? How can you best spread joy and light in the world? What are your core values? What values do you share with others in your life? How are you aligned? Don't worry if some people debate the existence of your values. 
Just follow your own instruction manual. Let's make something beautiful, friends. See you down the road, Jamie. So, uh, core values. Yeah. Do you have some core values you want to share, Clay? So I never went to MBA school. Well, I don't think you have to go to MBA school to like think. So about I never, never got asked. I don't, I don't know if that's a common MBA school thing either. I think it was just like part of this ethics class. We had a really cool professor. Okay. Well, I never took ethics either. Okay, fine. In any respect. Fair enough. Go for it. Tell me, tell me what you're going to say. So yeah, I tried to take a stab at, and this is like as of today. Yeah. Right. So I tried to take a stab at coming up with three core values. Yeah. Um, and I came up with the following. Okay. Openness slash learning. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, that one's basically like, it's almost science. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like. Mm, but like science in the sense that like, we don't always, like we're, our, our knowledge about things is always evolving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, science, because like you should always be open to learning kind of no matter what your current experiences to this point have taught you. Yeah. Because there's like, like an open-mindedness. Yeah, exactly. That's where the, where the openness comes yeah, in. Yeah, I like that. Yep. And you can learn from like anyone or from anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you've always had like a big learning mindset. Yeah, I think that's just like, I don't know, it's just part of who I am. So yep. that's why it seemed like a core value. Yeah, I think um, so. And part of that too is like debate is good and healthy. <laughs> um no seriously though it, yeah and it's it not is. about being right like yes. people think about debate and argument as about like trying to be right but like i think yeah. it actually goes along with openness and learning because it kind of helps everyone learn from each other yeah like good friends that i've had and like some of my favorite people to like work with one of my good friends in mba school even like <laughs> there's a story about um like we were we were just like good friends all through school. We worked on all kinds of stuff together. We were mm-hmm. in the same classes. And uh, he and I took two sides of an argument in a class. I don't remember what it was, but like, you know, it's grad school. You're like encouraged to debate and stuff. And we like went at it. Like we went at each other. Like we were just full on in this debate. Yeah. And then like right after that, we like left and went to lunch together. Yeah. And then. We came back to the to the campus and we were going to work on something. I think we were working on a case competition and audition together. And uh, <laughs> some of our, our peers were like, are you guys like still talking to each other? Are you still working on that together? Are you good? Oh like, my gosh. We're like, what are you talking about? No, it's not <laughs> this about. This is like why not, we're friends. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's not personal, right? It's about ideas. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's how you learn. It's part of how yeah. if if this is your communication style. Yes. How you learn from other people is mm-hmm. challenging each other's ideas, challenging your own ideas with other people's ideas and yeah. refining your ideas. And sometimes you're going to change your mind. So that's totally. why that's why I think like when we think about argument. Yeah, I think it's like. With a lot that, of people think about like digging in your heels argument. Yeah, I know. It's like. It's not like, like that. Yeah, like a good debate you have to go into with like oh, I could change my mind. Exactly. You're not trying to like win. You're trying to like get to the truth. Right. This isn't like debate contest. Right. Right. This is like, um, 
You're not trying to like argue somebody into your viewpoint. You're just like trying to like figure out. I don't know, like test yeah. your viewpoint. Yeah, it's Socrates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that was number one. Yeah. Openness and learning. Okay. N- number two is kindness, and I put a greater than sign. Kindness greater than correctness. <laughs> yes, I love this one. Um, basically, like it's more important to be loving than to be right. Yes. Um, so this isn't one that I feel like I have always appreciated or had. And I'm kind of like sad to say that really, um, that it's only been in like more recent years that I've kind of come to this as a core value. Yeah. Say more about that. Well, yeah, like, um, I don't know, like growing up, especially in high school, mm-hmm. um, still enjoyed debate, but it, <laughs> you wanted to be right. Yeah, and and hmm, it was like being right was virtue. Being right oh, was yeah. mm-hmm. winning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably hurt a lot of people's feelings. And like, yeah, I know I did. Yeah, yeah, I was similar. Yeah, you want to give like an example of being right versus okay, being loving. So here, what you mean by that? Here's an example. Um, and (laughs) this is an example by way of, uh, I wish I had done it differently. So like when we were still in college, right, we were married. Yeah. And we had like gotten married before we moved in together. Mm -hmm. And we came to the conclusion that like, we couldn't have a friend and their significant other who weren't married come to stay with us because it would be like condoning their sinful oh, choices. Oh god, I can't believe we did that. But it's true. Oh my god. And we were too worried about being right and not worried about being loving. <laughs> That's one egregious Oof. example, right? Oof. One egregious example. Oof. I then I look back that. on that I'm like, man, I cannot Oof. believe we did that. Oh god. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Right? <laughs> anyway the purity culture was strong yeah it gets it and that whole like being right is uh-huh. more important than being loving uh-huh strangely like pervades evangelical christian culture yeah i think well man i could we could talk a long time about that and why regardless that is. Being loving is more important than being right. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Yes. You could, yeah. You could win an argument and lose friends. You can. Yeah. It can like, you can, you can be right and it can like be detrimental to your cause. Yeah. Whatever your cause is. Even, even if you are right. And yeah. you might consider whether making the loving choice isn't actually the right choice. In the end, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Third one. Yes. <laughs> also sense of adventure. Yes. <laughs> I think this has been a shared one for us. Kind of like, I don't think I would have put it in words until maybe around when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of revealing to me to like have to like to go through that exercise and be like, oh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think that for me too has been like, um, has evolved. 
right? Yeah. I probably wouldn't uh-huh. have always said that either. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I always, so I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram personality. It's probably kind of silliness. Silly, yeah. Yeah. But, but Clay's a type seven. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> and type seven basically is like, mm, okay, what's next? What's new? <laughs> All the time. Up for adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm an eight, but I have a seven wing. Yeah. So I, I mean, play I think, on the adventures. He goes on them. Exactly. He yeah. suggests them and I make yeah, them Yeah, I'm definitely not as much the planner. I am definitely. But he's like, hey, I want to do this. Plan it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Like, yes. I'm like a what ifer, right? Yeah. I'm like a why notter. <laughs> yes. 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 You're like, hey, uh, so what if we go to Maui in January? <laughs> <laughs> For instance. Yeah, and I don't then know. And two days later, we booked a trip to Maui. My, On points, we had points. My D&D alignment is probably chaotic good. Yeah, I'm probably... What am I? Am I probably neutral good? Yeah. I'm a little chaotic. I'm a little... little I'm not sure. You might be even more chaotic than me. Really? You think? <laughs> Damn. Maybe. Grace says yes. She just walked in. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. We're a chaotic good family. <laughs> We're just a chaotic good family, I think. Full of chaotic good. Oh my god. Um Ah, uh, yeah, we've shared that value. Um I think one one of my big ones, I mentioned it briefly in the letter, other than sense of adventure, is um truth or honesty. Mm, yeah. And this kind of like I think like anything, there's like a downside to all of it. Like Sometimes your sense of adventure can lead to like almost things that look like selfish or something because you're taking off all the time and you're leaving all the time. Um, and I think sometimes uh, honesty and truthfulness can lead to like kind of honesty at all costs, which can be a little blunt for some people in some situations. But I value that so much that I would rather err on that side most of the time. And I have a really hard time. It kind of cuts both ways. I have a really hard time trusting, like, to. I have a hard time having relationships with people who I know have lied to me mm-hmm. or have been uh, kind of just not truthful. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about like little white lies about like whatever, your shirt looks nice. And then you find out later they don't like your shirt or something. <laughs> I'm talking about like, but like some little ish things, like, oh, I'm doing this. And you found out they were doing something else. Yeah. Like, um, like, oh, sorry, I can't. I have to wash my hair. Yeah, <laughs> kind of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't be f- close friends with you. It to me, I <laughs> I kind of agree with that one. It's like it's it it's like I want I want to know if you just don't feel like hanging out, like just tell me. Yeah, like, I can handle it. It's Please fine. respect me. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm an adult, and even when I was a kid, I'd prefer that. Like just tell me, like not today. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. None of this like. Midwest, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So I have a hard time with like, if anyone like has lied about like one thing, mm-hmm. I don't ever feel like I can understand, like, trust what they say, mm-hmm. which is not right, probably. But yeah, I think like that's like it's a thing. Yeah. I get that. And it, like I said, like the downside for me is that like I pretty much will always tell the truth. I cannot lie. 
I physically cannot lie. It's a weird thing about me. <laughs> Clay knows this to be true. Yep. I'm, I like. I can use it to my advantage, honestly, when I play poker because I never try to lie, and then people like get weirded out about like can't just be telling the truth all the time. So, mm. um, <laughs> nice. I don't play a lot of poker, but I I did okay <laughs> a couple of times. I have. No, I suppose but, you don't. But I. Uh, I like I have no poker face. I have no ability to like not tell the truth. I can try to like suppress it a little bit, but you'll be able to tell. Yeah, especially me. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that being too open and honest <laughs> or too forthcoming anyway. <laughs> yeah. Can get a little into the correctness over kindness. It can, it can, it really can. Yeah, so that's where I try to like, the whole truth doesn't need to be told all the time. And that's like a thing, that's a thing too. I think you'll, kind of the correctness over kindness and the truth thing, Which you'll, you'll I get. I mean, kindness over correctness is the is the value to me. But yes, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. the, the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. You'll get, um, especially in Christian circles, and this is what we're familiar with because this is kind of what we grew up with. Right. Or what I grew up with and what Clay was part of for a, a while is this phrase of like speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot to do with like tough love and stuff. And I have some thoughts on that. Uh, <laughs> well, but um, tough love is just more tough and less love. Yeah. It's, like <laughs> it's a, more about being right if again. If the person you're correcting or speaking the truth to doesn't it's not feel showing respect, loved, yeah. I don't think it's actually love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not showing love and respect. But you don't get to just say it's love. <laughs> this is that how that works? Right. No, and and listen to people. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Anyway. So I think you mentioned that your core values have kind of changed over time. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because I'd never wrote down. Yeah. Before, but yeah, I don't I don't think I would have had these same values ten years ago. I, do you think that yours are the same as when you did this before? Yeah, I guess this was ten years ago. Damn, I'm old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think truth and honesty has always been a core value for me. It probably always will be. That one has been always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sense of adventure probably was always there, and I didn't understand it to be that. Mm-hmm. I would say the faith one has changed a little bit, and it's um. I would say like I I think I thought I had to put something like that because I was trying to be. Like, a good Christian. But faith is, I mean... It, faith can be in a lot of things. I don't I, know. To I, me, faith is still important to me. Yeah, I would replace the phrase, I would change the phrasing and I would call it hope. Mm-hmm. And I would call it kind of, maybe faith, but not blind faith, I guess. Like, But I would say hope, like hope in positive outcomes and in things working out okay and in like always having... Like the the idea in the back of my and it goes along with a sense of adventure. I think always having the idea that like things can work out all right. They may not, but like they could. Yeah. You know, kind of, and it's not even like optimism, like glass half full. It's really like openness to like it might be all right. Like, yeah, it's like you don't know until people, you try. And like kind of assuming the best about people goes in with that, which didn't used to be a core value of mine. I think I was. I don't know if it was like upbringing or 
religion or what, but like, I don't think I always kind of assumed the best intentions in people. Mm-hmm. And when I flipped my mindset to assume the best intentions in people and assume people were doing their best. Yes. And not about like everyone, obviously all the time, but like most of the time, most people as like, a default, the average person like default assume that like, and this is something you taught me. Aw. Uh, like if I like assume, tell myself a story about like why they did the shitty thing they did or like, like in, if somebody's in public and they're like trying, like they did something that offended me. Like, well, maybe they didn't see me here. Or maybe they didn't, like, maybe they're in a rush because someone's sick. Or maybe they have a family issue at home. Yeah. Or, like, just kind of, like, think about the reasons I might do something like that. And, or someone might that aren't, like, just their shit person. And suddenly the world seems a lot less gross. Yeah. And it ain't all about you. It isn't. It isn't. Like, that's, like, a lot of it, right? Like, it isn't all about me. Like, I don't assume that, like, everyone, and this is, like, a learned thing for me, but, like, not assuming, like, everyone's like out to get me or doing something because they or even like being selfish like they're just didn't know you know oblivious or whatever is like a you know it's that don't ascribe to malice what could be ascribed to incompetence which isn't very nice but like um (laughs) it's so true though but it's like yeah maybe they just didn't know like they probably just didn't know you know yeah, and uh, I think like sometimes you kind of know that maybe that's not true. It's better to think it anyway. But yeah, I think you're better off even personally. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I've been trying to write a letter about this concept for a while, and I haven't quite hit hit it, like put a bow on it. Mm-hmm. But this, like, I just can't like. Once you release the weight of like being angry at people all the time, you can't go back to it. Like you yeah. can't carry that around anymore. It's it weighs you down. Totally. Yeah, it's it's just I mean, it's about don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't know. know what everyone's dealing with. Everyone's got their own story. Right, exactly. Everyone's like life and story is as complicated as yours is. Like it's got many layers. Yeah, do you think a lot of times that um, people, you know, if you're telling yourself, like, bad stories about other people, it means that you feel bad about yourself? I would say that those times that I did that probably coincided with times that I felt, like, lower. Hmm. I don't know what the chicken and egg is there. Like, what Yeah, the, that's fair. Yeah, I think, like, when I've, had, when I've been less secure, I've kind of assumed worse things about other people mm. yeah but i don't know if if assuming the worst in others caused me to feel less secure or if it was the other way around yeah i know for me it's like um i can get into yeah like trying to trying to anticipate like what other people are thinking or like mm-hmm. um that type of thing too much and just go way down a rabbit hole of like oh well what if this what if this oh no like everyone hates me or and it's just like no they're just doing their thing it's not that they hate you it's just not about you (laughs) right (laughs) you know it's like right 
So what does it feel like to you when you like lean into your core values versus don't? Yeah. Um, I just feel a lot more free. Yeah. I think it's like this weight that gets lit. Like, I think I feel very anxious. Like it builds my anxiety when I'm doing things that are like kind of against like what feels true at my core. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I think you mentioned in the letter when we've played it safe. Yeah. Like <laughs> some houses we've bought, um, some decisions we've made about like where to live and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, jobs to take. Yep. When we did the ones that were like the right thing, quote, or the safe thing and didn't like actually think about like, I think we just had so little experience when we were young as part of it. Like, I think now we've got this experience and we like know we're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think we know, <laughs> we, we know we can figure it out. We always figure it out. Yeah. We've had a little money. We've had a lot of money. We've had hard things and we've had easy things and we've had, you know, and like yeah. at the end of the day, like we're okay. Like mm-hmm. us, our family, like yeah. we're together. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Like not that everything's like completely rosy all the time, but like most of the time we really like each other and we really enjoy our time together and like, we're going to have that and it's going to be all right. Totally. No, I think it's, it's so true though. Like, we can get back into bad thought spirals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, you know, instead of thinking about like, yeah, we've had a little money and we've had a lot of money and it's always been fine, you can think like, oh, we don't have enough money Yeah. for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or, like, or you can start thinking way too far ahead. Exactly, yes. So I think part of the sense of adventure is like being very in the moment. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what makes sense next. And it's like a little bit of like planning for like the next adventure, but it's not like, you know, be for me, it's not being in like a five year or 10 year plan. And like people thrive on five year and 10 year plans and love it and do great. And that's like what I mean about like things are, these are all different for different people. Right. Like, I don't think your guiding values should necessarily be exactly the same as anyone else's. Like, right. It's something like, that kind of like makes you tick. Right. And like, not everyone can have the same prior, even if like being kind over being right is like a thing I think everyone should do for it to be like a kind of a core thing that really drives your decisions. It doesn't necessarily like need to be a true thing for everybody. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the letter you talked about how that can translate into religion or faith for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really can. Um, I don't think it has to, but I think right. it can. Um, I think that can really like ignite your core values a lot of times or, you know, give you some guidance towards them. But I think when you try, for instance, if you're like, brought up in a specific religion and not given like a lot of like freedom to choose that you can end up trying to like shoehorn those values into your life mm-hmm. and like it can itch yeah it's, it's an interesting way to put it it's itchy <laughs> <laughs> like it can feel awkward yeah, it's just not right way. Not quite right. Not quite right, yeah. Yeah. Like you're trying to be someone who you really aren't. Yeah. 
Like you're trying, like this is what's right, and I have to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And even though like out it of doesn't, a sense of obligation, yes, duty. Mm-hmm. yeah, and even though like it doesn't like click for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm speaking pretty abstractly, I suppose. <laughs> no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Do you have any core values that don't quite make the cut? Meaning, the, like. Things that you would consider as maybe like important, but like didn't make the list. I don't know. Or maybe don't seem like a value to you. For instance, one thing I can think of is like 80-20 rule. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a guiding value. Yeah, I don't know if it's a value Do you want to explain what the 80-20 rule is to people who aren't engineers? Um, or business people? Yeah, I was going to say it's not just engineers. I don't know. 80-20 rule is like um, 80% of the value. Wait, how do you say it again? It's. I don't know. The way I think of it is like. It takes. You you don't need to go 100% because 80% is probably good enough. (laughs) That's not exactly it. It's like. (laughs) It takes like 80% of value comes from like 20% of the work. Oh, okay. Or something like that. And it's going to well, take like another, <laughs> another 80% to like go that last 20%. Yeah, sure. So get to 80% of the value and you'll only have to do 20% of the work. It's something like that. Like yeah, We could probably look it up. It. We should know this because we've been talking about it. It's also known as the Pareto Principle. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. 80% of outcomes result from 20% of all causes. That's different. No, it's at its heart, the 80-20 rule simply underscores the importance of exerting your energy on those aspects of your business or life, sports activity, whatever. Get most, get the best results. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's min, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that last 20% is going to be a lot of work, but you can do like 80% pretty well, pretty easy. If you're a cleric, put your points into wisdom, okay? (laughs) <laughs> it's for our D and D plan or D and D group out but there. But it's pretty fun to have a tanky wizard. I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. So I don't know core values. I mean, like, <sighs> hmm. I think things like um, I don't know. Like, what do we try to do in our home? Minimalism. Kind yeah. Of? Is like a core value, not quite a core value. Yeah, it's um, a value. Like a less stuff mindset. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really freeing to have less stuff. Yeah, stuff weighs you down. It really does. It's it's hard to get rid of, but then once you start getting rid of stuff, you're like, oh. I have a core value. What's that? Love? Well, maybe it's not core. I don't know. I'm maybe my list of three will change. Yeah, that's okay. Why that's do it. I have to cut it off at three? You don't. Okay. Here it is. You are you contain multitudes. Dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> I think yeah, like joy. I would put dogs in the joy category. Like totally. pursuing joy, expressing joy, spreading joy. I would say spreading joy. Spreading yeah. joy is a core value. Authentic joy. Yeah, like and how do you spread joy? It's it's like a multifaceted thing. You help people when they need help. You um, are just a joyful person towards people, like when you're interacting yeah. with strangers. Like Lassie helps Timmy. <laughs> dogs spread joy. Dogs yes. are joyful. You'll have more joy to give if you have a dog in your life. 
Oh um, my gosh, yes. <laughs> unless you don't like dogs, and then maybe a cat. I like cats too. Although, like although stink is a little bit cantankerous sometimes. Or sometimes maybe not cantankerous, he, but just needy. He uh, sometimes decreases joy. But he's like but a he, real dog. He does. Get, oh, oh, come on. He gives really good snuggles. He is very snuggly, and it does make me feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's true. Yeah. So going back to this like story of the, what happened in my MBA class, is it just stands out in my memory so much, even though it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because the professor put up on, like, a, we turned them in, and then she put up on the like on a you know projector, like a graph of like like a bar chart of like who picked what values because people have very similar ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, integrity and um, honesty was a pretty big one. That was one I had in common with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are business students, so, yeah. You know those kinds of things. Um, family, like specifically, like that wishy washy to me, but like that's like everyone loves their family, but family is a core value or faith or those kinds of things are a little bit more common. What um, about like inclusiveness? Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say our kids are really good at that. They are. Yeah. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that is a core value in our family that we've like mm-hmm. taught without realizing. Maybe. Or maybe they're teaching us. Maybe. It's possible. Uh, so then there's like <laughs> one person has a sense of adventure. On this graph, and everyone's like, "Who put that?" <laughs> it was like me. I did. Nice. And uh, and now I live in a camper, and no one's surprised. No one is at all surprised. We are sense of adventuring all the way up in Denali. We are, but I, you know, it's funny to say that like our sense of adventure took us to normal. Yeah, but it did. <laughs> it did because, like, for instance, when. <laughs> I went into the MBA program. It was literally like I'd been in the part-time program. I was doing a night class. Yeah. I'd taken one class and uh, they sent me a letter and they're like, hey, um, if you want to come to the full-time program, which they don't even have anymore, but anyway, mm. I digress. Uh, if you want to come to the full-time MBA program at Iowa, you will uh, give you a graduate assistantship. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, hmm, well, one of my employees like, wants to get me fired so okay uh, that wasn't why no it was a little bit but no yeah okay uh it was like what's what happens next how to see where this goes it was exciting i like school i like exactly. being here like like learn something new take a pause on my career but i didn't like love like it was it was such a cool opportunity but like at the same time you took a new job at like a startup it wasn't a startup. It, it was, was a like small a business. five-year-old company. Yeah. So he takes the job there, and I take, I go back to school. Mm-hmm. We had a two-year-old at the time. Yep. Uh, and it was like, yeah, this feels right. <laughs> yeah, it did. It felt a heck of a lot more right than like the plan, which which said like, oh, we we're supposed to have another kid now. Yeah, which and is what like, we almost did right then. <laughs> and like at that point. You know, consider, you know, with two kids, whether it makes sense for one of us to stay home or whatever. Yeah. Well, and the plan would say that it had to be you. Yeah. The plan was like, (laughs) the plan was like, well, I guess it's time to have another kid. Yeah. It was a sense of adventure that led us to eventually having a second kid as well. Uh Uh-huh. And that led us to 
You quitting your job. Starting a business uh-huh. and me being a stay-at-home dad for a bit as well yeah. and mm-hmm. starting another business, selling a house, hitting the road. Yeah. Starting a podcast. Yeah. Buying writing. a camper, sight unseen, having never towed anything or cam- camped in a camper. That one too. <laughs> this is this is us. And so it's sense of adventure, I think, looks like impulsivity and like lack of impulse control. Oh. Um, but I don't <laughs> think it's that. I think it's different. I think it looks like that. I don't think it's that. I actually think we reason these things out quite a lot. It's, it's just our reasoning looks different than a lot of people. It's not wrong. You're right. Um, and we get there quickly. But I think there is like, it's like a risk reward calculation too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's the reasoning it out, right? It's yeah. like. um, Like what? what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. What's the best thing that could happen? And like, okay, well, the worst isn't that bad. And the best could be really cool. Yeah. And like, I, don't I think know, we, let's see where this we goes. took out of the equation at some point, and I don't think we did this consciously. It was around like when we went, when I went back to MBS, went back to school, and you went and mm-hmm. took that job. Mm-hmm. We stopped saying, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Or like, what's the smart thing to do? <laughs> yeah. And then we got back into it a little bit, yeah. like with like big per- house purchases and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but like, I think from time to time, it's easy to fall back into that because it's, yeah, it's like what society pushes on you. Yeah. And, and people around you, not just like, you know, society at large. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And, and, and so that's kind of what I mean about though. It's like not just about RV life and it's not just about like that kind of thing. It's, it's about like, well, do the exercise. Like, what are your core values and are you living according to them? And, yeah. It doesn't mean that you necessarily need to move out of your suburban home or sell your minivan. Like you, those things are great. Like it's it, it maybe your core values are, you know, having parties at your house. Uh, you know, like yes, I don't know please. how you sum that up, but like is that like the thing that you love? Yeah, hospitality could totally be a core value. Uh that might be on my list. It might be. You have a very large <laughs> list. Um that can be a core value, right? Dogs. And, like, do- Pizza rolls. <laughs> Game nights. Hospitality could be on your list, and that could be that could look like, you know, hosting playdates and things. Like it doesn't sure. have. It can be things that like look mundane, but are making you very happy, and kind of filling that like you don't feel itchy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's different for everyone, and I think that's beautiful and so i yeah. would never recommend that like oh everyone should have a sense of adventure for your core value it's kind of effed up honestly i don't recommend it unless you like want to just whiplash everyone in your life every few years uh <laughs> wow i mean okay sure fine i mean i enjoy it but i worry a little bit about the people we love i think we're doing okay yeah <laughs> i think I think so. <laughs> We're not alone out here. No, not at all. We're not the only ones this this um adventurous. Yeah, I don't I would think that most RVers share that as a core value. I don't know if it's core for every RVer. Yeah. Full-time but RVers though. Maybe full-timers. I mean, I think to be Everyone gets after it for different reasons though. To get on the road and do road life. Yeah. There are a million different reasons to do it. Yeah, every and everyone does it differently, and everyone mm-hmm. like so maybe it's because you want more time with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's to save money. 
Um, possible. It is possible. It's not the way we do it, but like nope. it's possible. <laughs> uh it's you know maybe to you get out of a bad job situation or get into a different location yeah there's like a million reasons to do these kinds of things and so there could be a million reasons yeah but you gotta find your reason hey clay What's up? We heard from our friend Ryan this week. Oh, hey, Ryan. And Ryan was recently in Alaska. Hi, Ryan. I will read the letter because he said I could. So he said, Hi, Jamie. Believe it or not, driving a class CRV across the country is not the best environment for listening to podcasts. The wind noise is significant and the speakers are not so great. I wouldn't have thought that, but it makes sense, you know? Wind noise? Yeah, like, I'm imagining there's quite a lot, you know, the way that... I mean, I guess we, we get quite a bit in the Even truck, Even in the too. truck, yeah. We have to crank up podcasts way louder than music. And we have, like, fancy noise canceling in our truck cab. Too. That's so true, yeah. So, I'm not cut up on most podcasts, including LFTR. I'm through episode 12, and I'm still thinking about my thoughts about getting older and serendipity, so I'll show those later. Looking forward to that. I know you finally got to Alaska a few weeks ago, and my wife and I just returned from eight days in Juneau with our 10-year-old niece for a birthday trip. That sounds amazing. That's awesome. That's so cute. I wanted to share my excitement about your trip and my recent trip with you. We have plans for an RV trip to Alaska sometime in the future, but this recent trip was on a plane. This was our third trip to Alaska, and it was just as awesome as I expected. Wow. Our first time we flew into Anchorage and toured the Kenai Peninsula, including Seward and Homer. That's where we're headed next. I'm so excited. This was in early August, so we saw tons of salmon swimming upstream. We took a small boat out of Seward to view wildlife and and the beauty of Kenai Fjords National Park. We have a boat booked also. In Homer, we saw the small planes that would take people to see bears in Katmai and Lake Clark National Parks but we weren't ready to spend the money to do that at that time. Apparently we are. Uh, yeah. It was like the whole reason I came to Alaska. <laughs> I was not going to be a trip to Alaska if I didn't get on a small plane and see some bears. Yes. Uh, the second trip was to visit Denali where we took the bus to Wonder Lake. We can't get there and I'm, this just means we have to come back. Then got out for some wilderness hiking on the trip back to the park engines. I hope you were able to see some of Denali. I heard the road has been damaged. The next day, we hiked the Savage Alpine Trail in the rain. My wife was soaked through and very cold once we finished. Our camera rain sleeves had standing water in them at the end. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of rain. Yeah, I don't... That trail in the rain? Ooh, it's brutal. It's exposed. It was tough anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We just... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is... That's a sense of adventure right there. There you go. Yep. When we then returned to Anchorage and flew to Kodiak Island where we rented a car, drove nearly all 75 miles of paved roads unsuccessfully looking for bear. Hi, it's us. We can't find bears. <laughs> Gosh. Then, as I mentioned in a previous email, we took a float plane to a remote wilderness lodge that was in a converted cannery where we spent four days looking at as much wildlife as we could and could find and finally saw seven Kodiak brown bears. Nice. That's exciting. I want to do that next time. Because the Kodiak bears are different. What? Yeah. There's another kind of bear? Mm-hmm. 
thought it was just polar bears. I'm pretty, no. And grizzlies and I'm pretty black sure bears. the Kodiak ones are different. What? Yeah, it's the only place you can actually have like brown like brown bears or a thing. Anyway. Okay. Uh this recent trip we spent two nights in Glacier Bay as our niece Fiona really wanted to see glaciers. We took the day boat trip into Glacier Bay where Fiona helped the ranger count animal sightings like sea otters, whales, and mountain goats, and we got a great look at Marjorie Glacier. We also got to see family, a family of sooty, I'm assuming it's sooty, it's S-O-O-T-Y, grouse, like sooty. sooty grouse, mm-hmm. and a porcupine on the land. We flew, nice. we got pictures of those. And uh, the city grouse looks like a small turkey. It's so, I did not know that's what that looked like. It's so interesting. We flew back to Juneau on an Alaska Airlines 737 out of Gustav- Gustavus Airport, which was the smallest airport we've been to. Just one gate, not enough room inside for all the passengers. And the baggage claim was just a slot in the fence outside. The 41-mile flight lasted 13.5 minutes. <laughs> Oh, that's Later, a short flight. I know. I thought the flight from Bloomington to Chicago was no short. No kidding. <laughs> Later in the trip, we saw one small bear for about 10 seconds on the road north of Juno. No other sightings, unfortunately. Fiona really had a great time keeping a tally of all the animals, including over 100 bald eagles. Whoa. When we didn't see an eagle on the first day, she began to doubt that they were here. Alaska is my favorite state. And I'm so happy that you are getting to experience it too. I hope your family is having a great time and seeing lots of great scenery and wildlife. I've attached a photo of the male sooty grouse with a chicken, with a, sorry, with a chick, and my favorite image of a porcupine near Mindanao Glacier. That's from Ryan, and he said we could read it on the podcast. So we did. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. I love hearing uh, so about all the wildlife sightings. What's our tally now? Uh, we're at six moose. Yeah. Because we saw another moose today. Yeah. Six moose, two caribou, one marmot, a million arctic ground squirrels. Yeah, just about a million. Seven million red squirrels. <laughs> the ones that go, ta 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 They're so loud. And they were throwing things at me when I was in the hammock last I week. Know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the NPS tweet or whatever it was that said, oh yeah squirrels like, someone's gonna be obsessed with you it's probably a squirrel, squirrel. yeah that, there was a squirrel that was obsessed with <laughs> that me. was that day uh-huh um and still only four bears still only four bears all of them near uh stewart there and one marmot i think i said a marmot already. Oh, okay and yeah. a family of ptarmigans yeah the ptarmigans were cool they're kind of like chickens and they make weird noises yeah, are are we counting birds? Because I guess there's a bunch of birds too. Yeah, and they got the gray jays and the robins. Somehow. Did we do a podcast on birds yet? No, not yet. I should write about birds. I guess <laughs> uh, we did talk about, and I think our first episode we talked about the movie The Big Year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love when people, people write in. Love hearing yeah. from Ryan. Yes. Thanks for writing in. I want to um, hear everyone's animal counts this summer, especially. I love hearing other people who yes. love. Alaska and the places we've been as much as we've been loving it. Um, yeah. It's been great. I can't wait to see the rest of it. We still haven't been down to the peninsula. Which I am so stoked. We get I there this weekend. That's like the biggest part we've been looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Not that Denali wasn't great. Not oh, that Denali has exceeded expectations. Top of the world and chicken and Fairbanks. Yeah. All that wasn't 
great in their own ways, but like yeah, the yeah. the peninsula and like valleys are what I've been most looking forward mm-hmm. to. So getting excited. Yeah, I am, and I am excited to do like Haynes and uh, Skagway as well on the way out. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun things to look forward to. Thanks again for the letter, Ryan. And if you guys um want to send us some letters, we would love to get them. Yeah, where can they do that? We uh, get email at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at lettersfromtheroadpod and the same handle on TikTok as well. On Twitter, we're LFTRpod and we are not on threads yet. Uh, We'll see where we go with that. And you can also, uh, the best way to talk to us uh, or support us is to subscribe for free right now at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. And when I say right now, I mean there are two letters that come out every Monday and Friday at Substack, and you can subscribe to, subscribe to get them in your inbox, and that will always be the same, and the podcast will always be free, and those letters will always be free, but we may add in some extra stuff for a small subscription in the future. Uh, yeah, so uh, everything that we do is uh, out there for you to enjoy, and we hope you do, and uh, you can interact with us there on the Substack. The comments are open. Um, but we look forward to hearing from you guys and hope you're all having a fantastic summer out there adventuring. Can't wait to hear about it. Until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye.